a very warm and convivial welcome to Nick and Russ Don't Know Anything. Although, as you'll soon discover, they do apparently have an opinion about everything. This is the podcast that believes that opinions are, in fact, facts, and reality stars should certainly not be president. This is also the podcast that features those two simple-minded guys who created the slogan, Spread Your Love, But Lawfully. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Nick and Russ Don't Know Anything, the podcast. I think it works better if she's just like the, the, the every woman. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Who's just, you know, due to freak circumstance, has to drive this bus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they really wanted Halle Berry for this part. Oh, okay. But she- I said, I wrote in my notes, <laughs> I get a Halle Berry vibe from, from, from this character. She has the Halle Berry Catwoman film hair. Sorry, Ethan, I didn't get anything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. You got um, a vibe from her hair. You, it, had a, it had a Halle Berry feel to her hair. Yeah. Hello. Uh, I think we may or may Hello. not have Nick. He's kind of frozen there a little bit. I'm on the I'm on the phone right now, but just I'm trying to log in on from a computer. So All right, anyway, hello guys. Hello. I will give you you're you're breaking up there. I'm gonna mute you so you can try to fix that. All right. Okay, so welcome everybody. It's the Nick and Russ Don't Know Anything podcast. I'm Russ, that's Nick. He is frozen in Greece. Oh, I'm just kidding. He's in Greece right now, figuring out some stuff technically. And we have an awesome show today. We have uh, Liam and Ian from Best Film Ever Podcast, one of my favorite podcasts out there. Um, hello, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, we're good. We're doing all right, I yeah, think. Yeah. Are, yeah. <laughs> I, and, and for everybody who doesn't uh, is not aware of your uh, podcast, you guys are coming from the UK, correct? We are indeed. Yeah, we are uh, in Kings Lynn, more or less, just outside of uh, about an hour's north of of London, yeah. but by train, I suppose, if you're... Yeah. Going for it that way, yeah. As you can tell by our two English accents, that we have. <laughs> you you're getting there. You're getting there, Ian. And <laughs> we were we were just discussing that today, I guess. Um, and if you might want, if you have an address, if you might want to drop off some tea and crumpets, so is is that yeah. a thing? Tea and crumpets? Uh, tea very tea, much yeah. is. I mean, like it's it's uncanny thing about about the British people. You can walk in. I used to have a. Uh, a roommate and I'd walk, I walked in one day with just some bad news as you do from time to time. And I went, Oh, this happened. And he went, stop, stop. I'm putting the kettle on. I'll get you tea. And I was like, wow, this is really a thing in this country. Like, like so it is a therapeutic kind of rite of passage, mm. but the crumpets, not so, not so much. I mean, the, the crumpets in my freezer yet. Yes, there are. Do they get eaten <laughs> more than once a, a week or once a fortnight? No, no, they don't. Okay. Well, what is a crumpet anyway? Like a biscuit, a cookie? See, the thing is, because the way you the way you refer to a biscuit is different than the way that we refer to a biscuit. It's different yeah. the way that Canada refers to a oh. biscuit. Yeah. So we got three different ways here. Uh, I'd say similar to the American concept of a biscuit, it's it's nothing like that. It's closer to an English muffin, oh. but it's got like this spongy, like pancakey, maybe. pancakey kind of yeah. thing to it. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good to know because I like to make fun, I like uh, tea and crumpets, you know, like or better, better accent than that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. I so, chose an accent from one part of the world and then yeah. decided to place it for food from a different part of the world. <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> all right. Anyway, I love. Okay, so you guys, I say that you're on the search to find, or you say it actually, uh, you're on the search. Hold on, Nick is actually calling me uh, while we're talking, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Uh, oh, he wants, and that's what he's, like, he's signaling he wants to come in. 
I'm adding him to the stream. There he is. Hey. hey. Hello. Oh, that's How's good. it going, Nick? Good. I got here half an hour ago to like log in and do it on properly like we normally do. And of course, my computer took a crap and I was going to say the S word, but I caught myself. So anyway, oh, and then so anyway, I just started here. What? Are we going to swear today? Or? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's not if I right, ask right. him a certain term, if it, if it exists or not. There we go. Yes. Exactly. Um, okay. So I did so have here a we are. great intro. How do I guys. sound right now? Everything okay? Yeah, you sound great. We are live. Okay, good. So Live. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yeah. Hello. Um, but anyway, here's what I was going to say. I was going to have, I had this really nice buildup. Like, They're on the search to find the films that twinkle in your eyes and bring joy to your hearts. They are the best film uh, ever podcast. Wow. wow. I like that. I twinkle broke that last mind. night at midnight. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. Well, it's good. good. You know what? Good films do bring twinkle. Right? They do. I, I mean, I always feel it. So, a very song in my heart, I must say. <laughs> See, for me, uh, like, okay, so I am kind of a, a little bit of a religious person, but my church has always been the movie theater. Like, I go there for solace. I go there to escape if I'm having a bad day, if I'm having a great day. Whatever, I would go there, and it would just make me feel better when I would leave, unless it was a really crappy movie. And that's only happened, like, twice in my life. Crappy movies, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, so... Ian and Liam, uh, or do you, how do you want it? Liam and Ian, Ian and Liam, which one? We just want Liam and Ian, if case somebody's watching it, that you can see who's who left to right. So Liam would be the one with the British accent here. Me, yeah. Yeah, and I would be the yeah. one with the equally British accent here. The <laughs> <laughs> hint of Canadian-ish. So. Hint of Canadian-ish, I'll take that. Canadian-ish. Well. A little drop of Canadian there. I'll take that. <laughs> little drop <laughs> <laughs> a little so, drop of Canada. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, us Americans right now are very envious of Canada. So, you know, uh, for a multitude of reasons, perhaps, but um, for a lot of reasons, I'm, yes. I, I'm I'm loving your Democrat National Convention. If I can get a little bit political for a minute, I'm just loving okay. uh, the, the content coming out of that. It's good stuff. <laughs> I thought so too. So. Yeah. I can't wait for the next convention. Like, oh. <laughs> just to see that lineup. That's gonna no, I haven't, but I'm sure it'll be viral. I, I've seen they're gonna they've got the the couple who were like waving their guns at random protests. Yeah, they're gonna be out. talking there, and so and is the my pillow guy. Scott <laughs> Bayo is gonna be there because you know he's in he everybody's mind. Finger on the pulse. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, it really and and you know we no, all use a little tchotchke, so we're good. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's drank the Kool Aid pretty good. It's good. Okay, so let's dive in some questions here. Okay. Why did you guys want to do a podcast for people who may not know you? Uh, It started off not really doing a podcast. It started off just two guys, two friends, watching movies, and we'd find we'd talk about it for a good couple of hours. And um, Ian had this idea that, you know, why don't we record it, you know, to remember things by. Uh, And I went from there, really. And... uh, he came up with the idea, the concept, and uh, I just followed along. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I had bought Liam a poster a couple of years ago for Christmas, the top 100 movies, or at least their their determination of the top 100 movies. And it's one of the ones you scratch off as you go along. And so Liam kind of went, we should watch all these together. And we went, all right, here we go. And we got about five or six in, and we went, we really should be documenting this. This seems like a silly thing, because we're having these conversations afterwards anyway, and kind of ranking them or comparing them. And then to go, this really would be better, actually, in some sort of organized format. And I kind of yeah. sheepishly went, yep, for doing a podcast, thinking he was going to kind of laugh me off. And then, you know, as that goes, well, actually, yeah, I kind of like the idea of that. And so 
dove in, you know, head first, not really thinking about much. And then here we are. Yeah. And I thought we'd have three listeners. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got two right here. Two right here. Yeah. You have two right so here. Yeah. Plus, plus one other person is yeah. doing a heck of a job getting that download count up for thank us. You. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So is this the AFI's top 100? No, it was just some random, um, just movie poster, just a, just a, a poster. I probably had it on, on Amazon, if I'm being honest, and just like some sort of scratch off poster that someone had determined of a top one, one, 100. It's a little bit more modern than the uh, AFI list. Oh, gotcha. Okay. What, was the, what was number one on that list? Just out of curiosity, uh, the one that I, the poster I got, isn't really ranked. It's just here's the hundred you should do. Uh, oh, sort of, yeah. Okay. So it's just a hundred you should see. And yeah. It's just kind of that concept. Yeah, that's good. I went on the AFI uh, website and they have a checklist and you can actually check them off the yeah. ones you've seen. I thought personally I'd seen more because years and years ago when Netflix was doing the whole DVD in and out thing, I decided to, to ramp it up and do six in and six out, which was the most you could do. And I was going to try to get all 100, like watch all 100 in a span of like a year. Mm-hmm. And I thought I had watched over 90 of them, but then I went back. Maybe they've updated it. I went back to the, the site, and it says I've only done like 73. I'm really disappointed. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to have to go watch some more of this stuff. But but three or two of my top three are in the top three. So, oh, okay. So their top three is Citizen Kane, yeah. Casablanca, and The Godfather. Okay. And my number one is Casablanca and then Godfather. All right. Okay. So I've seen The Godfather. I prefer two to one, but still. Wait, Good have stuff. you not seen Citizen Kane? No, it's actually sitting in the DVD pile ah. beside me because I made the decision similar to you where when lockdown happened, I kind of went trolling the internet for just these classic DVDs. When somebody's stuck here, I'm going to go ahead and get some some content done. I've purchased it. It's along with like 12 Angry Men and some, some other classics that I feel I should have gotten to by this point. And they're just sitting there mocking me every day that I don't watch them and instead pick something streaming because I'm literally too lazy to go pick up a DVD and put it into the receptacle of, of appropriate choice. <laughs> I am going to look forward to when you guys review Citizen Kane. Yeah. I'm, it is one of those ones. I've heard I've heard both sides of it. I once had a history yeah. professor who went, Citizen Kane. I went, yeah, I'm well up for it. And he was like, most overrated piece of shit ever. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, oh okay. And yeah. Generally, he, he I thought good, it good was feeling. okay. Yeah. It, I, you know, I felt it was too long, number one. Number two. I don't know. It just was. It, it was okay. I wasn't like, oh my god, but I wasn't blown away by it or anything. So, so I really don't have much of an opinion other other than that. I just remember the big, the, the one thing that I do remember is like this big, uh, what is it, fireplace? And he, you know, it was that okay. was taller than him, and he could, like fit in it. You know, one of the, in one of his houses that he had, and then so. But anyway, it well, just that, okay. and so that basically tells you how much I liked the film. I guess all <laughs> I remember is the big speaking, fireplace. Historically speaking, it's the the technical aspect to me is why people rank it number one. Okay. Like it, it, yeah, the story is kind of crap and it's boring nowadays to watch something like that. But the mm-hmm. fact that there's in, uh, you know, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, even though it's a like really old, like over 80 years old. But uh, anyway, because I do have a rule that if it's 10 years or more, I can spoil the crap. I have, I have the exact same rule actually with the exact same timeline. So yeah, I, awesome. Yeah. So because my students, I always spoil stuff for them when they're they're like, "What? I haven't seen it yet." I'm like, "Sorry, yeah. it's 10 years old." 10 years old. Yeah, but anyway, you know the way that the they did the editing, the the progression, the story, things like that, kind of made it. 
in, in most people's opinion. Uh, well, I think if you go back to look at almost any classic cinema, I teach uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Re- Rear Window to a group oh. of like 14, 15 year olds. Mm-hmm. And, and they always get kind of, well, it's really slow pace, sir. And I'm going, it, it is, but you need to realize we don't get to where we are today without building on the foundation of the techniques that were developed sure. by Orson Welles, by Alfred Hitchcock in, the, in, these, mm-hmm. in these classic films. Yeah. So. Right. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. So, yeah, so Rear yeah, Window, yeah. let me go back to that. Sorry. Yeah. I love that film. So great film. Great film. <laughs> and I saw it, I saw it about, I think about a month ago again for like the okay. second or third time or something. And I just, I completely forgot how wonderful Grace Kelly was in it. Number one, yeah. number two, just, I mean, the, the look of surprise when she realized that he was, you know, what, the, the, when she realized what he was seeing from across the window, that was like the, the, the best classic moment that I had ever seen. And it brought chills down my spine. And, and the like, funny thing oh is you you show it to I totally saw what she saw. So that was a. And if you show it to a young audience today, though, because we're so used to more sophisticated storytelling techniques, mm-hmm. they're expecting a twist or they're expecting this is just a red herring and something actually is happening. And when everything right. kind of goes across more or less as you would expect, they almost get a little bit deflated, but going, but I, and I have to go, you have to remember the, the tropes and, and the cliches weren't tropes and cliches yet at this point. So they're establishing mm-hmm. the things that we would then later have to deviate from to get satisfaction. Right. So, yeah. So, if you haven't seen *Where Rindo*, go see it. Go see it. Yeah. yeah. Or rent it, buy it. We do the online cloud thing from now on because we're tired of collecting DVDs and, and Blu-rays. Yeah. And now you could you could literally like I don't know if you guys have the Walmart availability where you could take a DVD and if you've already got it, you could take it up there and they'll scan it and throw it up on Voodoo for you. Oh really? No, I did not know that was a thing. No. Yeah, it's like three to five dollars, depends on the, the movie itself. And I think yeah. the quality you want. Yeah, so Thank like you could take your entire you could we just pretty much take your entire show. I have hundreds sure. of DVDs yes. at my parents' house in Canada. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to go there <laughs> and do it. Or that, that's what, what they, sisters are for. <laughs> well, here's the other yeah. thing that they you can do is the app itself, um, if you have the barcode. Uh-huh. You can scan the barcode and pay through the app on your phone, and boom, you got it. Oh, okay, that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So again, Walmart, thank you very much for taking over the world. There we go, Walmart. <laughs> all right, so let's let's. Okay, here we go. Um, all right, what is some of y'all's top films like that you enjoy? Um, well, the ones we've got to, at least as far as the podcast goes, I mean, The Dark Knight currently sits as our top one. Yeah, it's gone. And it's just one of those ones. I mean, there, there are there are some bullets in the chamber. There's some big films that we have not got to yet, which we know are going to score very high. One of which is coming out this this week. We're going to be doing the usual suspects, yep. which problematic as 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 it will be with some of the persons involved yeah. as a film. I'm really looking forward to going back and Bring giving that the first time. an extra watch. Um, yeah. I know we're both big fans of uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, what a film! And so. There's Great. some powerful, powerful themes in that film. Yeah. Um, for me, I tend to stay away from – it's something that registers me for whatever reason. These really aesthetically pleasing visual masterpieces, like the sort of stuff that Guillermo del Toro will come out with, you know, um, The Shape of Water or Pan's Labyrinth. I look at it and go, I just don't get it. But you give me a bunch of people in a room just, just really emoting well with dialogue, Breakfast Club, uh, things like that. Uh, those things tend to resonate with me a lot more. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm an English teacher slash home teacher by heart. Story leads lead lead leads the day always. So I don't know. Pan's Labyrinth for me is is amazing. Like it's on the and and to me it's I, I love also. Have you seen the City of Lost Children? 
I have not seen that. No. See, actually, I like heavy dialogue. Ago. Yeah, that one's very. Yeah, I saw that one a long time ago. This that's a mind effort right there. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I it's agree. a it 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 is good. It's kind of it feels like David Lynch a little bit in okay. in the. It's a French movie. Uh, for those that you don't know, but it's visually really amazing, and it has um, uh, oh, I can't even think of his name now. He was in uh, Hellboy. Ron Perlman. Thank you, Ron Perlman. My mind went blank. Yeah, Ron Perlman. He has it. it Ron Perlman before Ron Perlman became Ron Perlman. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking of a completely different movie. I was thinking about that movie in uh, in uh, Brazil where those kids were killing people. I forgot. Anyway, so <laughs> no, that that's a, a totally different movie. I have no idea what you're talking about, because but... <laughs> <laughs> like, that was a great movie. I remember I went to the theater to see it. So, yes. Uh, okay. All right. So we like to ask everybody pretty much uh, yeah. how you know is COVID affecting you and your kind of area and like i even want to dive into like your movie going experiences so let's start off with covid how are you guys dealing with covid on the surface i mean um just on on like a macro sort of nationwide kind kind of level uh we're kind of swinging up out of it as i think most places are um there's still some severe limitations in place so um and geographically where we are we're in a little bit of a bubble anyway, so yeah. there isn't really much going on in our area. In yeah, so most social events have been sort of shut down. So yeah. as far as that goes, we're all right. But, I mean, you walk by uh, shops. I was walking through through town today, and just to get into Primark, which is one of our sort of uh, main clothing distributors, I guess, Yeah, uh, there was a giant queue outside of people in masks waiting to go in. And it wasn't the mask. It was the queue that really surprised me, the the, the lineup, I guess we, we, we might say, to get it. I'm like, I'm not waiting 20 minutes outside to go to what's kind of like a, a value brand kind of clothes retailer. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I work in the school system, and we've been out since March, and we're looking to go back for September, and we will be back, but there's a whole lot of extra – nuances which i think will be a long time before we go back to normal but liam you're involved in the retail sector yeah i've definitely noticed a difference since going back um less people uh depending on what the, the retail they're buying like uh clothes and stuff obviously are taking off really well um but if you're just a a shop that's just gifts and stuff like that you're not doing too well at the moment because people aren't thinking like that they're just thinking necessities um so you're seeing a lot of independent shops sort of going under mm-hmm. and yeah, um, yeah. I myself own an independent record toy shop. Uh, we're ticking over. It's not great, but we're still surviving. So fingers crossed we'll get through it and we'll be fine. Did you plug in your shop? By, uh... Sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, did you get taken over by like a big company or? Just... No, 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 no. I'm just a complete sole independent trader. Oh, okay. Uh, Right. So you want to plug your store so that, you know, anybody who may be listening. Well, if anyone's out there listening and they're in Kings Lynn, come to Retro Records and Toys. For all your there retro. You yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. So, okay. So, well, that's a whole nother thing to jump into with the toys and everything. Cause I'm, I myself love to collect toys and my wife has put a, you know, a halt on my collecting for, a while. <laughs> I, I need to go overboard. Uh, but yeah. And I, I got to sell off some of my collection too. Uh, okay, so let's uh, movies. You know, okay, so you guys are all about films. Well, yeah, your podcast yeah. is, and we were talking about movie going experience. Are you guys like when are you guys? Because I saw, uh, I think it was on your Facebook page, you had a 3D rendering of what the new theater is going to be like near your area. If, yeah. if I saw it correct, uh, yeah. 
are you guys avid moviegoers? Like, were you in going into? Yeah, the we were. If, if there was something that would be kind of those, I mean, those tentpole things that you would go definitely, and the ones you're quote unquote with finger quotes, you need to go see this in the cinema. Your big Marvel releases or your big blockbustery kind of um, just major five star kind of kind of releases, we would go see those. But also, we'd go see some more nuanced stuff, like we saw the favorite. When, when it was out up, yeah. up in Kingsland, because we're, we're actually quite, we're very lucky in the fact that our movie tickets, the same pretty much seven days a week, it's only about four pound, which in American currency is maybe like five fifty. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we, we, we try to support that local because it's, it's a small independent cinema and we're trying to yeah. support that as much as possible because like everything else in this world, you start to see the sort of symbols of, individual municipalities stripped away so these behemoths can come in with corporate branding and so we do try and see as much as we can and that obviously had to put a giant halt now i think they'd lucked out in a small sense and that they were already closing part of it for renovations yeah and so they were able to go well okay so we're not losing as much as, as they may have and now we're trying to relaunch i know later on today they're actually showing the dark knight as they're trying to bring people back into the cinema they're showing some of the some of the all-time greatest films are coming back to try and get you to go back and sort of see what the the, the facelift the cinema's had but also just to get used to the idea of going to the cinema again it has yeah. been about two weeks i think yeah and uh i haven't been back yet yeah so. y'all should totally do like a live show when it's safe to do that and from there that would be fun. we have an entry-level conversations about we that. have yeah, yeah we're, we're in talks with the majestic to, yeah. to do that yeah for yeah. us a movie tick price like we don't have really those little mom and pop theaters anymore it's you know 12 to 15 20 dollars to go see a movie wow. here so yeah kind of the same in that yeah That's yeah kind of- it is it is it's insane because i remember when i first moved to, to texas and my friend and i we were huge at movie goers we would do the thursday night showing i don't know if you guys have that ability to do that because not really because everything's yeah. like that same bar- bargain price for seven yeah. days a week so yeah well, see, for us, the Thursday night, it wasn't a bargain thing. It was that's when the movie was first released. Oh, so sorry, release day. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, release the premiere. The premiere release premiere day night. for us. I was normally a Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah, Friday here. Yeah, we were midnight Thursday. We were seeing a movie. Oh, and we've, done a, we've done a few of those. Yeah, we, we have, yeah. <laughs> and it was $5. <laughs> it was $5 wow. 20 years ago. And oh, okay. now it's like almost fifteen dollars. Oh. Uh, and the thing is, is now it's no longer here at midnight. They have moved it up on Thursday. It's still Thursday, but they've moved it up to like I think the earliest you can see is like five p.m. Sometimes even earlier than that. So oh, I, they they found out they they can make a ton of money on the Thursday show. Because when we went and saw, how about making a ton of money? When we went and saw Avengers Endgame, they sort of pre-booked it in advance for the for the first showing. But in order to get in the door, they said. You really, but we're selling as a two for one, so you, you could go, but you had to watch Infinity yeah. War and then right after watch Endgame. And so we were sitting there for about six hours. <laughs> That's not too bad because like, it's, it's not, it's not like you're seeing a you're, you're not like you're watching Iron Man 3, then have to watch the end game. <laughs> no, we're not no, watching like all of phase four. Or phase <laughs> yeah, three, <but> well, I'm <laughs> just saying Iron Man 3 was one of the worst ones that they made. Iron Man 3 was not good, it was Shane Black, wasn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. It, we can go in that another time, but yes. for uh, yeah, so me, I lo- like I said, it's it's been really weird not going to the theater because uh, over right. here uh, we got the subscriptions to one of the bigger chains and we pay a monthly fee and we can see three movies a week. Okay, and that was like that was the it was you know uh, cost effective because I also have a family and they give you rewards and things like that. And we we are not going back until until if we feel safe. Like they can say they're gonna spray down and all that stuff. But I just I don't I don't know if it'd be safe to sit around in a theater for two hours breathing that same air. 
they talk about that there's going to be filters in it, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, with that, let's take a quick break uh, and we'll come back. It's about a minute and a half. So if you got to get up and run and grab something to drink or, or uh, you know, go to the bathroom, here's your chance, but make it quick. All right. No worries. Hey, Cammy. Hey, Bryant. What do Robin Hood, Vlad the Impaler, and Mothman have in common? IDK, what? Well, they're all topics on our podcast, Mystery, where each week we discuss a new myth and the history behind it. That's Myth Story with an I-E. See you then. Oh! Ever get that light bulb over your head at midnight that just goes ding? If that's the sound a light bulb makes, or any idea that you probably shouldn't post on social media, but the public definitely needs to know, unless you're a vegetable, you probably do. That's why our panel of non-experts do it for you. Our seamless flow of humor to science and information will keep you engaged and wanting more. Side note, we even have our very own shaman. That's Psyche-Delic-Podcast. All of our links are on Linktree. That's L-A-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash the Psychedelic Podcast. Do you have an interest in the paranormal? Do you find joy in creepy things? Do you delight in terror? That's not going to work. My name is Ryan, and I am joined weekly by my friends Alex and Chad to dive deep into the stranger parts of life in an effort to understand more about the world we live in. Come listen to our podcast, That's Strange. You can find us in all of your podcast players. So go, listen, now, and please review. We'd really appreciate it. All right. Welcome back, everybody. That was our quick hey, little hey. break there to support some other podcasts. We like to do that every now and then. I think Indeed. I think it's good. Well, yeah. And, you know, we'd love to do that with you guys, too, as well. Uh, it'd be really weird to have your own ad during yeah, your own interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could just do our own, too. You just throw ours in there. and <laughs> Throw it on in the middle. <laughs> yeah, throw it in the middle somewhere. All right. So talking about movie-going experience, there's a phenomenon that is – discussed on the internet where it came from did it come from the uk did it come from america and it is known as the pissy shitty ah see the tease i did there yes (laughs) now the concept of this is you take they said pepsi or it could be coke i guess and you pour it into your bucket of popcorn and then you eat it and the that sounds to me like the most putrid thing ever. Yeah. And the whole pissy shitty part is uh, if it leaks on your pants, oh, that's the part of the the going experience. Now, where did that come from? Did you guys have you guys experienced anybody doing this? There is no rare. This came from the UK. <laughs> no way. No, no <laughs> way. Eggs. I haven't heard about it, but B. I can't even imagine no. that occurring. No. For anybody, and just going, ah, oh, it's part of the experience. It'd be like, because there is a certain, I think, um, accuracy in the um, stereotype that the, the, the British or the Englishman hates above all else being embarrassed. Yeah. They would not just laugh it off and go, part of the experience. <laughs> for me it sounds like it it has a british name to it but i could totally see it being like something that americans did yeah i (laughs) yeah i can't american maybe yeah i don't know i go back and forth so i think it's definitely (laughs) nick you can ask over there in greece uh does anybody doing the pissy shitty hey everybody (laughs) (laughs) No, yes. So walk around on the beach, going, "Do you pissy shitty?" (laughs) I don't think I can't. I I kept on over here. No, I'll be honest. No. um, Who knows? 
Yeah. It, 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 I don't know. We'll see. First of all, like, who the hell drinks Pepsi anyway? Right? It's, I don't know. <laughs> well, like, you I and mean, I don't drink soda, so we don't have to worry about that. I know, but. Do you guys yeah, drink no. soda? Yeah. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. on occasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was your, terrible, what, I was terrible in my 20s, but yeah. <laughs> you're, you're terrible in your 20s? In my 20s, I was dreadful for, for, for pop intake, yeah. Yeah, well, oh. same here. My early, early, early 20s, I was living off of that stuff. Uh, they say pop in Canada? That's good. Uh, Canada that's definitely says pop. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's a Midwestern thing as well. Down in the South. Sorry, go ahead. Fizzy drinks. Yeah, here in, here in Britain, they say fizzy drinks. Oh. <laughs> See, in the South... We say Coke. Everything's a Coke, right? Everything. Yeah, everything's oh, like, a Coke. Like orange is a Coke. Yeah. So if you, yeah. if your friend and you are at this store and your friend says, hey, you want a Coke? Then you would reply, yeah. And he's going to say, what kind? And, and he'll say Dr. Pepper, Coke, Coke, Sprite, root beer. So co- it could be a Coke Coke? Yeah. It could be a Coke Coke. We do that with almost everything. I think I'm having me a stroke stroke. <laughs> huh? I said, I think I'm having a stroke stroke. <laughs> okay. Well, we do that with everything. We na- we take a name brand and apply it to a product. So like pass me a Kleenex instead of pass me a nose tissue or facial tissue. It's a Kleenex. Uh, I get that, but you wouldn't say which kind. Kleenex. Well, right. But there's – because there's only really two brands that we really I'm trying to deal think. It would be like if you said Doritos to mean like all forms of like potato and corn chip. Right. You said Doritos. What kind of Doritos? Doritos. True. We don't, we don't specify the chips actually. But – but ear swabs, we call them Q-tips. Yeah, we would do that. But okay. yeah, it's not. It's not like just for any of those questions. You don't have to go any more specific on the second round. Right, you're like, right. Like, like, like you do with Coke. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, you're right. I think that's probably the only one. So unless you know, make me a sandwich. What kind? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into some a little bit of fun. Okay, I, so I hate I hate to think what it's been up until this point. <laughs> oh, wait, you're true. Oh, you know what? Wait, I do have I do have a few questions okay. about your podcast before we get into the fun. All right, how do you guys pick a film to review? Like, where does that come from? Oh, actually, that was a bit of a was a bit of a system. Should I go ahead? Okay, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Um, so basically, because the, the goal is we don't just want to come out with nothing but those sort of film. I teach film studies. We don't want to come out with those. You know, here are the great films that people who do film studies have always determined are the films you should watch. Because, you know, there's not, it's kind of elitist to say that way. So in order to do that, for a film to qualify, it's got to meet one of the following conditions. It's either got to rate above 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, as they would say in my country. Tomatoes. Or tomatoes, as you would say <laughs> in your country. Uh, it's, or it's got a score above 8 on IMDb. So if the people love the film, then that can get them in the door as well. And then the only other really thing is uh, if it's just in the public consciousness at that moment. So, for instance, when Clueless had his 25th anniversary, we went, this is the time to do Clueless. There's a lot of people doing retrospects. Or, uh, say, when the new Top Gun sequel, when it ever finally comes out, we will then go back and look at the first Top Gun at that time and sort of go, now where it's in the consciousness. But for the most part, the, the, the sort of quality barrier is... And, and we also have a wild card where we can bring in a film we love that don't meet the criteria. Once a year, though. So once we a don't, year. Yeah, so Liam, Liam used his on, uh, I believe, what he called one of his favorite romantic comedies in The yeah, Crow. I still stick by that. <laughs> Which one? The Crow is a romantic comedy. <laughs> he tried yeah. to pitch The Crow as a romantic comedy. <laughs> it uh, sounds like the, the, along the lines of a Christmas movie is Die Hard. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's the slightest bit of romance and the slightest bit of comedy. It counts. <laughs> okay. So in college terms for our college, if it's a B average, it gets put on your show. Generally, yeah. As long as it's as – as long as no – we're not here to defend just a truly terrible film for the sake of getting it. We want There's lots of podcasts that can talk about that. And by all means, go right. ahead and listen to those – 
I'll go ahead and listen to those. I, I love hearing someone defend a bad movie and say it's good. That's just not generally what we're in the case. But we haven't had too many people actually come at us with like, that doesn't deserve to be there. No, and we try to be varied in what we show and what we talk about. Yeah. You know, so not just all one genre. So we'll like in Bruges, for instance, is something I'd never seen. And that, <laughs> that seems to be very popular. I love in Bruges. It's yeah, like such a lovely trip. And I love it too. Yeah. But I've only seen it recently. So I have so. to see it again, but I have to see it with subtitles. That's all. That's all I have to oh, see. Really? Okay. Yeah, I just didn't understand a word. All the Irish? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so you guys seem to do quite a bit of like a little background history of your films. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where do you get, where do you do your research? How do you do your research? I think that's probably mostly me. Yeah. Well, what we try to do is not to do both do research because if we both know everything, there's nothing to really sort of bounce off with. Also, it's good to have one person reacting off the cuff. Yeah. And reacting yeah, yeah, yeah. to it, acting almost as an audience surrogate in that response. So they, they don't, they aren't aware of it. Uh, so mine will come from everything from director's commentaries on DVD to interviews the cast may have done at the time of press to I scour the original reviews or in the case of something that's come back around, there's always lots of featurettes in the local press. And then if that fails, then I'll just dive into those good old favorites, Wikipedia or the IMDb trivia pages. And just, but the problem is there's a lot of bad, especially the IMDb trivia page. That's worse than, than Wikipedia. So you have to find stuff there and then validate it outside, I think, before you can run with it. Otherwise, everybody ever was in the running for every role in every movie. Yeah, I was, uh, I was listening to the uh, Toy Story episode you had, and uh, I forgot who, who was on there was just trashing Tin Soldier, uh, the Tin Toy, or whatever that, the, one of the very first little short films they did. Because yeah. yep. they were like, it's crap, it looks crappy. And I'm like, but you got to know the history of animation. Yeah. That was, that was yeah. the best at that time. That was the best that, you could do at that point. Yeah, like, it might have it now. <laughs> yeah, would it hold up now? No, no. Everybody be no, like, that's but, crap. But, Why do we want to invest in Pixar now? Like, no, but that was yeah. the, that was the, what we inspired, had to, to get to. So anyway. Yeah. Okay, so, um, all right. Do you guys have, like a guilty pleasure movie that if it, I don't know how it is over there, but sometimes we have movies that just play on TV. And yeah. do you guys ever like, Oh, I got to stop and watch this. Cause it's, it's my thing. It's yeah. my jam. Yeah. You've got a few of those. Yeah. Staying alive. Oh, really? <laughs> Sequel to Saturday Night Fever. I was going to add Dirty Dancing. I was going to add Grease. I was going to add. Yeah. But Grease and Dirty Dancing is just. Footloose. Yeah. Footloose. Oh, I love that <sighs> So you, you so I, I see a theme with you and your guilty pleasures and the fact that you own a record store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I like my musicals, so. Yeah, okay, so what what is some of your favorite musicals then? Uh, Grease is my biggest favorite musical. Um, I like, um, what's that one? We went and saw that one guy. Two. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Mamma Mia and stuff no. like that. But um, You're the one who chose it. <laughs> My kids well, love Mamma Mia. They, I, I don't I love care Abba. for it. But. You know, this is a strange thing. When I went to see the first Mamma Mia, we're very conservative over here. Uh, we don't watch a film and just be quiet. Uh, Mamma Mia was the first time I'd see people get up and start clapping and start dancing in the aisles. You're like, this isn't normal. So that was the first time I'd ever seen that, which I guess most Americans get involved and get up and jump around. And No, that's okay. That's not... All, like that that only happens with certain films and then yeah. not always like usually we want people to be quiet because it's just really annoying if you're going to pay $15 and have people yeah, talk yeah. or have your like over here they love doing their cell phones on while they're at a movie oh, I don't understand yeah. you like 
and and also people got mad because there's one chain of movie uh, theaters that uh, had one of those blocking cell phone uh, devices that would block yeah. your signal so you couldn't do it and they were mad about that but for the, it, unless you go see Rocky Horror Picture Show I don't see people jumping up and dancing and singing uh, and stuff like I, that I like, Rocky Horror okay. as well yeah that that other musical I was trying to think of is called Xanadu <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Really? Another guilty. But no, it's wow. Livingston John. Uh, okay, that's right. Yeah. You have a thing for Livingston John, don't you? He does. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because Nick and I earlier on we talked about we had a thing for her too. Oh, oh yeah, she was oh, my yeah. first crush before I came I'm out. She was my mine. girl. <laughs> I'm acceptable. Have you seen Two of a Kind? Yes, brilliant. Movie. Okay, you're the only other person I know. This it's a brilliant movie. movie. It's it almost is. like it's almost like you two are two of a kind. Oh. oh. <laughs> so we're I'm separated by the pond. Yeah, I'm yeah, with yeah. Ian. We're both real butch men. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. How did it become uh, a thing of like we're darlings? Okay. Like, <laughs> where else would you get Oliver Reed and Olivia Newton John and John Travolta in a movie? Yeah. And uh, he's a con artist and like he made edible th- glasses. Like, you know, that was yeah, weird, but anyway. it was, it's so good. And the fact that Oliver Reed plays the devil, which is great. Does he? Yeah. He was, he was great in that. So. He's brilliant. That's an underrated right. movie. We should get out of there. <laughs> yes, yes. We should somehow try to get it onto AFI's top 100. I don't know how yeah, we're going to do that. Let's do that. Okay. All right. Now, time for games. We only got a few more All minutes. Right. All right. Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Are you ready? Mm. Okay. Right. I, I want to make sure I'm saying the name right. Audrey Tattoo. Okay. Tattoo? All right. To so, Kevin Bacon. To Kevin Bacon. You got a linker. Do you know that how this game plays, right? I think you're supposed to find people who are in movies together and then link it back to Kevin Bacon. Yeah, and you want to get it six to six, six, uh, or less. Yeah, six or less. I don't know her. I don't know him with Audrey Tattoo in it. Was she the one in Chocolat? She was in Amelie. Uh, Amelie. Oh, oh she's in Amelie. What else was she in besides Amelie? That's the only film I've seen her in. Okay, <laughs> oh, so if you. Okay, pick another uh, one. Russ, right, pick wait, another one. That was a bad one. The audience know this. Okay, so she was in Da Vinci Code with Tom Hanks. There we go. Okay. Well, oh, Tom Hanks, Apollo 13. It's oh, right there. So yeah. going backwards. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Brandon oh. Gleason. Brandon. Oh, Brandon Gleason. He was in um in Bruges. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Brandon Gleason was in there with uh with Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell was in uh Colin Farrell was in phone booth with Kiefer Sutherland. Sutherland was in a film with Kevin Bacon. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Right. Good job. There we go. <laughs> if you want to go the shorter route, he was uh, Brendan Gleason was in Harry Potter, The Order of the Phoenix with Gary Oldman, and Gary Oldman was in Criminal Law with Kevin Bacon. There uh, we go. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Right. Here's Wouldn't one. Wouldn't be a diner as well? Uh, I'm not anyway, sure. Never mind. All right. Here, one of my favorite actors, and I think people underestimate him, but now I think he's getting the clout that he deserves Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Canada's own Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he's great. You could, you could do a Keanu Reeves, six degrees of Keanu Reeves. Okay, you could do that. Keanu Reeves. Okay, jeez. I'm trying to think what Kevin Bacon's natural thing would be. Uh, Keanu Reeves was in a horrible film called Chain Reaction with Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman has been in everything, so I thought he'd be an easy link. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's Kevin Bacon? Morgan Freeman. Is Morgan Freeman anything with Tom Hanks? No. They should play something together. They should do something together. Uh, Morgan Freeman was in. Oh, I just linked it back to Keanu Reeves. I don't want to do that. Link <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves back to Keanu Reeves. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Morgan Freeman was in. I don't know Bruce Almighty with Jim Carrey. Yeah, but 
Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey was in. I can find this. I can find this. Jeff Daniels. <laughs> to Jeff Daniels. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Jeff Daniels to. What was that? Oh, Michael. With Michael John Travolta. Was that him? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then was John Travolta in a film with Kevin Bacon, or were we just naming actors? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get. I, I don't know. I, I think so, we're talking about it. Yeah. Keanu Reeves was in Speed with Sandra Bullock. Yes. And Sandra Bullock was in Loverboy with Kevin Bacon. I've uh, never even heard of that. I've never seen that. No. no. All right. Movie quote time. All right. We'll okay. go to this. Is, here All right. We go. One of my favorite films. All right. Vanity. Definitely my favorite sin. That would be The Devil's Advocate. Yes. Al Pacino. Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino. Hmm. All right. Here we go. That wasn't flying. That was falling with style. That oh. is Toy Story. There you go. Yeah. All right. Okay. One another. Uh, this is a guilty pleasure for me. When I say who is the master, you say show no. Now, who is the master? Oh, I've never heard this. Oh, it's this is like, like Kung Fu Panda or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's close. It is a martial arts film. It's uh, Julius Carey uh, in The Last Dragon, 1985. Oh no! Okay. Not, no never, not never. It is never. a guilty pleasure of mine. It was uh, Gordy Gordy Berry created the uh, or okay. was the executive producer on it. it anyway, it's, it has so many pop, pop culture reference to it. All right, how about this one? Huh? We're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Beverly <laughs> Hills Cop. Banana in the tailpipe. I had no idea. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Okay. Uh, could you describe the ruckus, sir? Oh, see this. I think I have heard before. Mm. But you I'm like, have heard it before. Should I have? Yes, you should have. Both could of you. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? <sighs> it feels like they're they're winding up some character who's complained about something really basic. That's so familiar to me. I'll give you the year, 1985. Oh, 1985. Mm-hmm. Wow, we're back 35 years. Oh, it's not Back in the Future, is it? Okay, that's my 1985 guess for all. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's gonna be 1985 is Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Oh, hang on, hang on. I know, I know this. I know this. It's the Breakfast Club. There you go. Anthony that, Michael. That's what's his name? Uh, Bender's giving a hard time yes, to the teacher. Can yes. you describe the ruckus, sir? Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Yes. One yeah. of I I took two of these from your uh, list of yeah. yeah things. Maybe we should have known. <laughs> well, we did. But we we just, did. It was just kind of it's there. buried. I mean, yeah, you know, life is like a box of chocolates. Yeah, for very well. Actually, it was life was like a, life was like a box of chocolates. And some that people actually from Tyrone. Yeah, everybody has gotten that wrong. That's part of that Mandela effect that people. Yeah. Think. Yeah. So it was life was was like a box of chocolates. Not so. Somebody commented a guy in his Bible. So, what do you think of the mis- Les Miserables movie, if you like the musicals. I just saw Les Mis for the first time this summer, actually, during the lockdown. I haven't watched it. You haven't seen it? Um, There's, oh, a guy in his Bible. Thank you, guy in his Bible. Um, With musicals, so much of it comes down to the casting. And you're you're torn between cast big-name actors in there, so it will draw people to see a form that they don't usually go see in a musical. But then you got situated. So someone like uh, Hugh Jackman's fantastic in all things he does musically. Russell Crowe, on the other hand, was a difficult sell as Javert 
I believe. Yeah, but the thing is with Hugh Jackman, you've got um, the musical background. That's yeah, you do. But really, really Anne Hathaway was fantastic. Uh, who's that played Borat? Sasha Baron Cohen? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's fantastic in that. Oh, really? As is, what's her name from Harry Potter? Bellica Lestrange. Uh, uh, um, oh, um, 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 yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, Helen Bottom Carter. Helena Bottom Carter, <laughs> HBC herself. Oh, nope, there we go. So, retro records and toys for all your retro needs. I like that. That's nice. Okay, so we've got only a few more minutes left. Uh, how would everybody find you guys? Uh, you can pretty much find us wherever at Best Film Ever Pod. We have Instagram, the Twitter. Yep. We have a Facebook page. And then we're pretty much on whatever podcatcher of your choice. We're starting to think about doing some YouTube stuff, but yeah, we'll slow and <laughs> steady. But we are doing a special roundtable coming up on remembering Robin Williams. Yeah. And if Ooh. anybody wants to get a hold of us and tell us your top five Robin Williams performances, we are dying to get some audience feedback for that roundtable because there's a new documentary coming out to, uh, about him in early September, about his final days. And I've been watching a lot of Robin Williams the last couple weeks and i'm looking forward to having that conversation that should be out around the first week of september and we're very excited about that so if anyone's got their opinion i think everybody loves robin williams yeah we want to make sure we cover the good stuff do i absolutely love robin williams and there have you seen this guy who does an impression of him and kind of looks like a young robin williams on youtube No. no oh my gosh go like do robin williams uh impersonation on youtube this guy not only can make him sound like him in every movie, but he has the look of a young Robin Williams. If they ever do a biopic of Robin Williams, they got to get this guy to do it. They should do a biopic they of should, Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I think it would be brilliant. So yeah. Hollywood, if you're listening, because I know sometimes you are, uh, you're. Thank Let's you. Let's ask this YouTube guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I want to get. I want to try to get him on the show, and because I'm just telling you, he will blow your mind. You will go. This dude is Robin Williams reincarnate. That's now I gotta, I gotta look them up. So yeah, there we go. yeah okay. Good. Well, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on our show. Uh, it, I love talking to you guys. I love talking film. I could do it. For, we could do this for another three hours, but we can't. Uh, so anyway, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Um, and if you want to say any final words. Yeah. Thank you so yeah, much for having you. us on. It's, it, it's great to kind of get this little collective of, uh, a podcasting community and sort of support and support alike. And, uh, just have interesting conversations with people who you wouldn't have the ability to in almost any other format. It's probably the most grassroots thing left yeah. is, mm-hmm. you know, p- independent music is dying even, but the podcast remains. So yes. God bless you guys. Yeah. Thanks for inviting us. <laughs> Thank you. Nick, do you want to sign you. us off? So that was, I am Nick and I'm Russ and spread your love lawfully. Thank you so <laughs> much, Russ. Thank Thanks you so much, again. everybody. And uh, I apologize for being late today. And uh, great show. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Cheers. Oh, oh that was good.